Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson with Orson Welles as Long John Silver and as Jim Hawkins who tells the story. Treasure Island. Squire Trelawney, Dr. Livesey and the rest of the gentlemen having asked me to write down the whole particulars about Treasure Island from the beginning to the end, keeping nothing back but the bearings of the island, and that only because there is treasure not yet lifted. I take up my pen in the year of grace, 1783, and go back to that time 19 years ago when my father kept the Admiral Benbow Inn and the brown old seaman with a saber cut first took up his lodging under our roof. I was 14, but I remember him as if it were yesterday. Mother called to me from upstairs. Jim? Yes, Mother? Jim, there's a man coming up the road. Go out and see what he wants. He came plodding to the inn door, his sea chest following behind him on a hand barrow. A tall, strong, heavy, nut-brown man, his tarry pigtail falling over the shoulders of his soiled blue coat, his hands ragged and scarred with black broken nails, and the saber cut across one cheek, a dirty, livid white singing that old sea song that he sang so often afterwards. Oh, open up in there. Now then, boy. Yes, sir. What do you call this place? The Admiral Benbow Inn, sir. Admiral Benbow, eh? Nice, lonely-looking, pleasant-situated grog shop. Folks don't come here much, do they, boy? Not much company? No, sir, more's pity. No? Well, then, it's the birth for me. I'm a plain man, rum and bacon, eggs, all I want, and that head up there for the watch ships off. I have a mind to stay here a bit. Here, you, matey. You with the wheelbarrow. Bring up alongside. Help up my chest. You two boys, heavy. Yes, sir. Call me Captain, boy. Captain. Yes, Captain. Just one thing more. Yes, Captain. You ain't seen him, have you? No, sir. Who do you mean? Along the road, maybe. You might have seen him somewhere, as you can't tell. Let me know if you do, boy. A seafaring man. Yes, sir. With one leg. Yes, sir. Captain! Yes, Captain. Bring me a noggin of rum, boy. And so he came to live under our roof. We never knew his name. We called him the Captain. He was a very silent man by custom all day. He hung around the cove or upon the cliffs with a brass telescope staring out to sea. All evening he sat in a corner of the parlor next to the fire and drank rum and water very strong. And every day when he came back from his stroll, he would ask the same question. Jim? Yes, Captain? Can you see Ferran men go by today along the road? No, Captain. And Jim? Yes, sir? You're a good boy, Jim. You wouldn't lie to me ever, would you, Jim? No, sir. You haven't seen him, have you, Jim? Jim, there's a silver popney for you on the first of every month. If you keep your weather eye open for a seafaring man with one leg. Let me know the moment you see him, won't you, Jim? A seafaring man. Personage haunted my dreams. On 
stormy night when the wind shook the four corners of the house and the surf roared along the cove and up the cliffs. I could see him in a thousand forms. Now the leg would be cut off at the knee, now at the hip. Now he was a monstrous kind of a creature who had never had but one leg, and that in the middle of his body. Keep your weather eye open, won't you, Jim? For a seafaring man with one leg. A seafaring man with one leg. Months went by. The captain bade fair to ruin us. We kept on staying week after week. Month after month. And never a penny of money, Jim. Not a penny of it.